Welcome to Conspiracy What? 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 We talk about conspiracies here. You Do probably we? know that, unless you've never t listened to us before. In which case, we you have a social media that we'll tell you about that. at the end. So listen all the way through, and you'll figure out what that is. <laughs> I'm Cameron. I'm one of the hosts sitting next to me. Hi, I'm Allie, and welcome back to a series we like to call "Oops, Another Island." Is that what the series is? "Oops, Another Island." <laughs> it's now. Oh, okay. Since we've done three islands in two months. Um, this one is called Rapa Nui. Probably butchered the way that's is is traditionally announced. That is what it's traditionally called. Uh, then white people renamed it to something dumb called Easter Island. Easter Island because I think it was a Dutch explorer who landed there. He claims on Easter, so that's where it comes from. There's no mystery so there. Like, so if you've you know ever. What? We're going to call it Easter Island. So if you turn on this podcast to figure out why it's called Easter Island, which I didn't know until I researched this. Uh, now you do. Well, now you know. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for listening. Stay around, <laughs> maybe, if you want to, if you want to learn more about it, because we're going to be talking about the stones on Easter Island, the statues, and, stuff. and some other stuff, but mostly revolving around the statues, right? No. Pretty much. No? Okay. Just the mysteries of Easter <laughs> Island. Cool. So... For those who don't know, Easter Island is pretty small. In fact, it could fit inside of Rhode Island because it is only 10 square miles larger than the Denver airport, which we just did. Just talked about that. Uh, so it's not very big at all. It's 64 square miles. So if you've been to the Denver airport, pretty much been to Easter Island. There's a lot of weirdness there too. And the closest land at all is 1,100 miles away? Yep. Okay. It's the closest island, and Chile itself is even further away. It's like it's 2,800, like, 2,400, yeah. something it's like that, 3, miles away. away. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So it's literally just a blip out in the middle of the ocean. It is barely even there. No one's really sure which island the original settlers came from, but DNA testing shows that they are definitely Polynesian. Um, which, if you know anything about them, they have gone as far as Hawaii, um, this island, and New Zealand. Yeah. Those are all Polynesian landing spots. That's the triangle. There's also a couple in, the, in between that I forgot. Anyway, this island is best known for its big-ass rocks with the faces on them and how they move them around, similar to the mystery of the pyramids. Yeah, and the statues are called uh, Moai, for those who also don't know. And the, uh, the Moai is actually made from the rock that sits at the base of an extinct volcano. Uh, which is known as Rano Raraku. Raraku. <laughs> we will. We will. Raraku. Um, <laughs> so around this volcano, there's a quarry of volcanic rock. They would carve the rocks there, or they would carve the statues there, which we know for sure because there's a whole bunch of them still there. Actually, some of them are finished. Some of them aren't finished. They kind of just left them, uh, and then they would then move them all around the island, which is part part of the full conspiracy here, which is how do you move an 18 ton or 36,000 pound statue that's 30 feet tall across the island, which is over hills and all of this. So it's and the not easy. civilizations on this island were never very big. I think at one point they estimate that it may have gotten up to 28,000 people. I saw that it maxed out at about 3,000, somewhere around there. Yeah, it's so, also really hard to get any solid evidence on this yeah. because so many different archaeologists and anthropologists have studied this place. And they're like, 
I have an idea that is completely different from the last guy's idea. And then they keep doing that. Yeah, there's so. <laughs> there's a lot that goes into the actual study of this, too. Like, I didn't actually realize how many people uh, have studied, like, the physical aspects of this in terms of people actually trying different attempts to move uh, imitation stuff. What's that show where they test the cryptids? Monster Quest? Oh, Monster Quest where they, like, hunt down cryptids? Yeah. No, I mean, like, that. they, like, test to see if people actually, like, with Mothman, you know, where they set up the Mothman statues and we talked about it. Yeah, that was Monster Quest. Yeah. yeah. It's like Monster Quest, sort of. But they did all these stu- tests to, On like, National Geographic, I think, yeah. Yeah. They did all these tests to see if a group of people can actually move these stones very far, and pretty much we suck. They used what well, looked like at least 20 people, and, like, 10 on each side. I did see a study from, I think, the 70s where they had 18 people and they did manage to move it like the walking way where you have two groups of people on each side and you pull it sideways and then you pull it sideways. Well, that's what they were doing on the National Geographic one. I know, yeah, but there was another one that actually worked. But then they were breaking this tone, so then they were like, maybe we should not. So, yeah, so there's a lot of theories that go into how they moved it um, and that's kind of what they were getting at, at trying to, you know, move it with a few different people on each side. But the truth is, is... No matter what you believe about this island in terms of the conspiracies about it, no one knows how they were legitimately moved. There's theories, no proof though. Yeah. So it's impossible to There's know. There's also legends. But we're gonna get and we're gonna get into that. So like going into it, the actual tradition of the island says that uh, the the statues were moved using uh, mana or mana. Uh, for those who don't know, that's like a spiritual force. It imbues power into whatever it enters. It kind of um, reminds me of like the golems in what culture is golems? You know where they build the the clay monsters and then they come to life. Why are they not called golems? If you type Please in hold. golem culture into Google, no, you get Jewish folklore. What? Jewish? It is Jewish. Gotham's are from. Golems, Gothams, whatever. Golems, I did not know Golems are okay, from Jewish I, folklore. Okay, I thought Jewish, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. Okay, it is Jewish. Animated anthropomorphic being that was created entirely from inanimate matter. <sighs> Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, that is similar. Um, in this case, so the spiritual power is imbued into the rocks after they're carved. So they are carved and created by humans in theory, and then they stand up and walk, which they have full bodies. Some people think they're just heads. We'll kind of get into more about that. But they, they have full You're bodies. Um, you think so. No, you're not dumb. You're just, you probably haven't seen the pictures where they have full bodies. Uh, but then they walked over to wherever their resting place was. So that's how the native people of the island said that they got there, uh, which is interesting and honestly explains just as well as anything else that I've really found. Yeah. So, so. like a lot of people have used this as like a theory as to maybe how they did actually move them, but then they kind of just made a legend out of it. You know, like maybe they did actually do the walking method that we've tried in other um, tests in modern day, which is probably why we've tried that. And it sort of works, but I would think maybe if you had like a lot of people, you could probably make it work. Usually they only tried with like 20 people total. So I assume if you double that, it'd probably be better. But yeah, so that's that's how like our original explanation for how they moved goes. But in terms of what kind of modern science thinks, uh, we have multiple uh, ideas here, multiple theories. One of the theories, the the one that's often kind of disproven, kind of not, I mean, it's hard, it depends on which side of the fence you're on, 
uh, is the more realistic down-to-earth theory of these things were laid flat, placed on a series of wooden rollers where they then were slowly rolled across the island. Yeah, so one of the things that easily debunks this is, or I mean, in terms of um, what some of the people say they can debunk it with, is they claim that there are no trees on the island that can withstand 18 tons of weight. Um, there are palm trees on the island. However, they people still debate on whether or not they those palm trees could have ever supported the weight of 18-ton, 30-foot statues. But yes, that and one of the other reasons why that's kind of debunked as well, or it thought to be debunked, is because on top of having to roll these across flat surfaces, you also have to roll them up and down hills, which I don't know if you've ever tried to just, I mean, even like imagine pulling a car up a hill, like even a small, small car, which isn't going to weigh as much as a 30-foot rocks. Yeah. I mean, just imagine that, and then you have to then get it down the hill without it just flying down the hill. (laughs) So, I don't know how feasible that is either, and most theorists say that it doesn't really seem to work out that way. So, the wooden rollers are hotly contested, and they're not really considered, from everything I looked up, even to be the most accurate modern theory anymore. So... There was also no really really no evidence of anything that rolls on the island anyway. Well, I mean, yeah, they could have... So, what they would have had to do is shave down trees is what they're going for, and yeah. But... But again... There's really, like, no evidence. Yeah, and I mean, wood erodes, so, I mean, after hundreds of years of erosion, maybe their wooden pillars eroded. However, uh, it should be said that the island was found with the natives still living on it. This is not an abandoned civilization, which is another thing I actually learned reading into this, is I always thought it was an abandoned civilization and that the people kind of disappeared. That's not actually the case. There's still descendants of the people that originally lived on Rapa Nui but only to this day. very few. Very few, but there's they're still there. And the point is, is that in the 1860s is when they were fully actually pulled from the island so and by the time the europeans finally left them alone there was only like 120 people on the island or something yeah so there really was like not much left and that was about the 1800s i think something like that the europeans stopped ruining their lives (laughs) well i mean it was around the 1860s that chile annexed the island and it kind of just became a place for sheep so in other words, the point is is that this civilization never disappeared. They've always been on the island. They are still, their descendants are still on the island to this day. So, so there's, with saying that though, people point to the fact that some of these statues were supposedly, on some accounts, still being made in the 1700s, and there's no evidence of wooden rollers. Yeah. Which means probably didn't use them. Yeah. So, and none of the yeah. Europeans said anything about it. Right. You know, so anyway, um, the obvious explanation is aliens. Right, so if you've ever heard of Easter <laughs> Island and you've heard of the stones, then I know you've probably heard that aliens Aliens! Did it, right? It's always aliens. It's always aliens. Because if you can't explain it, well, aliens, aliens can. Uh, I feel like it's every ancient civilization with big rocks. Somebody is like, aliens did it. Right. So, in like going into what ancient alien theorists believe. Oh, I hate that phrase. So <laughs> which is much. always on ancient I aliens. I hate watching ancient aliens because it's like every single time they cut to something <laughs> new. Ancient astronaut theorists say, blah, favorite, blah, 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 blah. My favorite is just always like, you know, like, what do ancient alien theorists say? Yes. Ancient astronaut they theorists. All, ancient astronaut theorists always say, yes. <laughs> Always. So if they ask that question in the show, you can just yell out like you're watching Dora the Explorer. Yes. Because they will. 
Uh, anyway, they believe that the Moai were actually carved using alien technology. Obviously. Now, what kind of alien technology would they have had? No one really went into it too deep. The not precise that I saw, kind. But the precise kind, I imagine, lasers. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what alien... Ancient alien astronaut theorists <laughs> believe. Oh man! Uh, and how did they move them? Well, obviously they were levitated. Well, they were levitated, but before that, what I want to say is the reason why the aliens were involved in this at all is because if you look at the statues, they don't look like any normal people. Now, maybe this is just you know different artists, just an artistry thing. So they're like carving faces. But the more realistic possibility here, according to ancient alien astronaut ancient <laughs> theorists here is uh that the statues actually look like the aliens they're based off the aliens that were helping the people create because these statues they're obviously the not aliens. very basic human faces right so because they look so odd uh obviously they are aliens and obviously aliens are 30 feet high and that's why they made these monuments to them uh but yeah, so the the Moai were then transported using levitating devices, mm. which again couldn't get a solid how or what or why or where when how spaceships. But maybe spaceships. Maybe they just pick them up and they're flying saucer. Yep, and they just you know drop them where they need them to go. Yeah. Uh, so the interesting thing about this too is it kind of like you know a lot of people question what these statues were actually placed for like what's the like that's one of the biggest things is why it was beyond, probably religion right moving them right like you'd think it was like religion like they're placing them in specific spots or alien religion <laughs> alien it's alien ritual guys or maybe it's just like a landing area for the aliens i would like to say real quick uh linda moulton howe which if you don't know i don't know if that's howie or how i've heard it pronounced both ways uh but anyway she believes that this is a definitely a possible hot spot where the aliens would harvest human genetic material that's she's one of quote. those um, she has her own YouTube channel, apparently. I don't know what it is, so... Please don't support just her. Just go find it, I guess. Or do. Um, yeah, whatever you want to do. She believes the aliens have been doing this for millions of years. She believes that the Easter Island itself was one of the hot spots for that for hundreds of years. So, basically, the whole idea of these monoliths are, like, praising the aliens that are harvesting human genetic material and using this island as an outpost. Uh, not sure about that one, but I wanted to bring that one up because it sounds like fun. Cool. You can tell we really believe this theory. I totally do. Uh, now there's this whack job. I don't think he's a whack job. I Here's like this him. guy who has an I, interesting theory. I like Ivan T. Sanderson. So if you don't know Ivan T. Sanderson, shame on you. I didn't either. He uh, is like the modern Charles Fort, it sounds like, right? Yeah, kind of. He's So he, from what I can, from what I like understand, Charles Fort wasn't is modern, one but. of the founding fathers of cryptozoology. Uh, this guy's been around. He was around in the. He was born in the early 1900s. He lived until I think 1974. Uh, but he did a whole lot of work um, with the snowmen, like the abominable snowmen, not just snowmen <laughs> running around your yard. It's like he doesn't think. If you roll like, up a ball of snow, <laughs> you stack it up and you make a man. You put a carrot on there, it comes to life. Uh, no, not that. But he believed that there were 12 of what he called vile vortices, so vortexes, all around Which the is globe. It? Is it vortices or vortexes? It's called the vile vortices, but they are vortexes. It's multiple vortex. Yes. I did not understand what Cam was saying when he told me about this earlier. 
It is many vortex. But we're going to explain to you so you can understand. <laughs> uh, it's many vortexes, and it is a total of 12. So what he found basically is there are strange places on the planet, usually triangle-shaped, like the Bermuda Triangle is the most famous. That way you know what we're talking about here. Uh, that are actually evenly distributed in like diagonals going across the world. Uh-huh. And there's 10 of those going around the actual like um, brim of the world, like the equator, right? And then there's two, one in the North Pole, one in the South Pole. And that, those are, that's all Those 12. are the entrances to the Hollow Earth. However, what he figured out is actually the Easter Island itself was one of these places. He wrote this in 1972, uh, shortly before he passed, in uh, an article called The Twelve Devil's Graveyards Around the World. And he said about the area... Uh, and I quote, equally, they were equally spaced areas on the surface of the earth where funny things happen. That's what the vile vortices are. And that's what Easter Island is, is it actually falls directly in one of those. So he believes that there is a heavier amount of electromagnetic activity, which accounts for the paranormal going on there. So is St. Louis Valley one of those? Because we no, talked about vortexes. It but... is not one. We talked about ley lines, I thought. With no. That. We talk, oh, we talked about the Native American vortexes. If you want to go back and listen uh, to our San Luis Valley one in the sand dunes and all that good stuff, uh, go listen to it, because it's behind this one. I don't know how else to say that. But we're a conspiracy say what, if you're not listening already. Say what? What? Um, but it, it is interesting, because Easter Island does fall in one of those places. Now, one of the things I will say, though, is Easter Island doesn't have the history of tragedy that a lot of these other places do. Um, one yeah, of, I mean, like, people just kind of showed up and made some rocks and nobody knows why. Right. And one of the places he did <laughs> list, though, uh, he listed this in 1972, and that exact air, one of the exact 10 areas around the brim of the world that he listed is actually where Malaysian Flight 370, I think it was, disappeared. So, oh, yeah. that infamous flight in 2014 like, that disappeared. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one actually disappeared right in one of his vortexes. Which is kind of an interesting thing. And as we all know, the Bermuda Triangle is overly famous for all of its disappearances. If you fly in a plane, if you're scuba diving, if you're going over in a boat, it doesn't matter. There's an alien spaceship crash there that causes electromagnetic anomalies. And I guess that's Ali's fringe theory for the Bermuda Triangle, (laughs) which we've never gone over on the show. But we will eventually. I don't know why I never thought about it until now. Uh, But... So, but this is considered a place that has huge electromagnetic activity in the paranormal world, which is why it lands on his vortices. And the monoliths themselves are supposed to be able to, in terms of what I can understand from Ivan T. Sanderson, uh, they're supposed to be able to channel that energy. Which, Ali, you brought up something to me earlier, which I think could kind of work with like they're channeling something. What? There's a specific thing about the monoliths, which is that they're supposed to be all turned. Uh, all the ones on the brim of the island, oh, yeah. they're all turned inwards. They're not turned to, out. like, one specific spot, too. Right. So it's not like these were there to, like, ward off people or anything like that. In fact, you turn them around, you would think the opposite. Like, you're not trying to ward off anybody at and all. And also, usually on the backs of them, they have something, like, designs or, like, um, when they started writing, they have their glyphs on the back mm-hmm. of some of them. Which they would make after they moved them, supposedly. Which is also interesting. It depends on when they were built. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of uh, like, like, that's like the big part of the alien theory. Uh, you might be wondering, you know, like, <laughs> what why? Are wondering? <laughs> why? Like, why are the aliens doing this? Because aliens. 
I mean, other. I mean, pretty much all you can go with is either this is like a home base for aliens, or they are helping out this this population from hundreds of years ago and kind of get started on the island, or they had some secret deal with them, or perhaps the people themselves are partially integrated with aliens, like some people believe, um, or they're harvesting genetic material, which is still. Nah. I'm not sure. I want to go with that one, but uh, I will also say to go with the alien things. There's one YouTube. I wrote ufologist in my outline. I'm going to correct that and say UFO hunter. They were Martians. It's a little different. He claims that they were Martians. Uh, now, this is really interesting because they were going around a bunch of different photos from the Mars rover, which, as we all know, if you look up UFO hunters on YouTube, you will find a ton of them that have found secret aliens in these photos that the government doesn't want you to know about, so they showed you. Um <laughs> best way to do it however he found what he thinks is a is an easter island stone on mars a mayo we will put uh, a what is it a moai yeah yep yeah. uh he <laughs> we we will put up the picture so that you can see this clearly easter island statue yep looks a little different to me bigger noses but maybe those came off when they flew the over to earth it's not the face on mars that's uh, it's that's not the face on mars first so it's something else if you think you know what it is yeah i'm pretty much gonna guarantee you you don't unless you've looked up easter island before because i have never seen this and you'll see why but we'll put it up uh, it mostly just looks like a rock to be honest but um, they were on mars but it is kind of like the size of the easter island heads and it's got like a similar ish face shape. i'm not gonna get into that um but it's got like a similar thing but I mean, these are really so when you when you look at the movement of the Moai on Easter Island, there's actually not a lot of theories, which is what I was expecting. I was expecting more. What do you mean, moving the stones? Yeah, in terms of moving the stones, or like there there's theories in terms of what they were used for, which we'll talk about kind of towards the end. Like we'll go into the more grounded theories about it. Now I had a question too earlier when we were looking this stuff up is if they were probably dragging them, which is really the only viable theory realistically. Then why aren't there like super deep grooves in the ground since they were like thousands of pounds heavy? But I mean, so this kind of goes along with why are they buried? Is they kind of assume that they just stuck them there and then due to like the really loose volcanic sand and gravel underneath them, just kind of shifting over time, they sank. I mean, it's erosion over hundreds of years. Some of these have been there for, I mean, a really long time. The population itself showed up in... I mean, they showed up 900 years ago, supposedly. Yeah, it was like in like 800. So the early... 80. No, that wouldn't have been 900 years ago. That's one of the theories, is that they showed up somewhere between 800 AD and 1200. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, that about fits. And they. some people think they started building them like 300 years later. Some people think they started building them immediately. It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, regardless, you have hundreds of years of erosion. And I mean, even a small amount of erosion can really change something. And when you have 18 ton stones sitting in the ground, again, just for reference, like 36,000 pounds sitting in the yeah. ground of easily shifting soil. Yeah. You have the you have the ease of it just slowly moving its way. into. Oh, the and also my point there, too, was it would if that is possible to sink an entire megalith as i've seen some people call these <laughs> um that would also get rid of all of the lines that they probably would have drawn in the sand yeah it would just kind of sift its way back to normal oh yeah very easily i mean over 100 years you would never even it's notice also apparently extremely windy on this island really i didn't know that 
Yeah. That's interesting. They say it's actually an agricultural feat if they actually did farm on this island because the harsh sea winds would have killed almost everything. Well, and that's where they were actually held. This is not a historical podcast, but the, the, that's Although where they we are were. kind of nerds. They were actually helped out by the uh, volcanic soil stuff. You know anything about volcanic soil? Usually it's very, very nutrient rich. Yeah. So it you can grow almost anything on it. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, that's Back to the conspiracy. That, so that's how they moved them. I mean, it's either Maybe. aliens or they wiggled them between two <laughs> groups on ropes. Uh, which, Why did you, you have to say it that way? Because <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, you're like slowly tipping it forward and it's like walking, but it's not really. Um, it's like when you're trying to move a bookcase into your house yes, and like you didn't feel like taking off all the books off. She's like taking all the books off and you're just kind of like, I can do this. I'm just going to walk it across the floor. It doesn't work usually that well. And then you have to end up taking all the books off right. and lift it like a normal human being. But you can't do that with a giant megalith. Well, and like the reason, another reason why people don't want to believe the roller theory too is because who wants to A, tip over an 18 ton, 30 crane statue? <laughs> like even in the experiments they're doing, trying to get it to walk, they have it held up by a crane yeah, because they're because trying to over. make sure it doesn't fall. They're like several feet tall. Yeah. The tallest is like, well, the tallest is like 70 feet the, tall, so the but tallest like generally they're about 30 something. Is El Gigante, which is, uh, that one is it was 72 feet. And that's the largest of the Moai. However, that rock quarry we mentioned earlier that has a bunch of unfinished and finished ones still left in it that they never moved, that one's chilling there. And they don't even think they ever made it to move it because it's too big and no one thinks they would have ever been able to move that anyway. It, that one weighs, I it's like 70 metric tons or something like that. It's ridiculous. It's like a It's like a metric ton for every foot long it is. So it's a huge huge amazing statue but the biggest one outside of that the biggest one that they actually moved is 33 feet tall um on average they're about 30 feet tall they so moving that on rollers i mean like one of the guys i watched in an interview like in the documentaries he's like why would you tip it over how would you tip it over without breaking it and just to put it on rollers just to bring it over somewhere and then pick it back up which is yeah. a lot of work to do. And if it was laying down in the first place, then you still have to drag it onto the wood, which is not easy. Yeah. That's not an easy thing to do at all. So, so that that one kind of like goes away pretty easily. I mean, these are, these are definitely the biggest conspiracy on this island. Um, but I found a couple more, which were also really interesting, that I never heard of before. Some surprising ones that I wasn't They're expecting really to cool. find. They're really cool. Okay, so get ready. You just learned everything you already knew. Right. Pretty much. Except for aliens. We got more about it, but we'll talk about it. Um, so the theory with these giant face things is that they were some kind of religious worship thing, you know? And it was part of one specific religion. And then they moved over to a different one. So there's like this huge valley somewhere on the island right next to a crater. And it's way up on like this thousand foot high cliff that just like drops into the ocean. And there's like some caves up there and stones and stuff that have all these bird carvings on them. And they call those people the Orongo. And <laughs> I hate that they call it this because it sounds so stupid, but it's the Birdman cult. 
think it's dumb to call it a cult, but whatever. Um, so there, there is like a bunch of carvings of a figure that is basically a half man and a half bird. Um, and they, they think it was a, the preceding religion after the, how do you say it? I always guess the Moana. I always think of, maybe it's from Moana. And I want to say it like that. Moai. Moai. Anyway. Um, <laughs> there is one single Moai in this area that has the bird carvings on it. So they think that is the last link between the two religions. Whatever. So, I, don't, I have no idea how they found this information. I checked so many sources, and everyone just says this is the exact ritual that they did to select their leader every year. And I, I don't know it's how we discerned this. probably written down by the missionaries that were on the island. Missionaries came to the island in but the this 1770s. Was like after. So... Okay, so I'm just going to read this to you. Yeah, um, their ritual is fun. <laughs> and, okay... So the crater is called the Rano, Ron, Rano Cow, Cow. I don't know. It's home to the Arango village, and it became home to the site of a competition to honor the fertility god Make Make, um, which is what they assume is the bird creature, whatever they're worshiping. Um, the winner would be the person who can make it down the very steep slopes of the crater, swim in the open sea, and make it to a nearby is islet. A little bit of, you know where the birds land um, without being eaten by a shark, which apparently a lot of them did if they made it down the crater. Um, on the islet would be an egg that needed to be brought back to the main island intact. So basically, they were like, you know what? We're going to honor the fertility god by stealing eggs. And the islander who achieved this feat was named Birdman. Um, I don't know how they translated this to Birdman, but the actual... Apparently, the actual term was um, Tangata Manu. Uh, for the, so they were named Birdman for the year, and they were the leader. And so this Birdman cult became the main religion on the island up until 1867, which was about the time that, that like, the missionaries that Cam mentioned earlier. It's about the time they showed up. And they think that they started this religion because, like, they had already deforested a lot of the island. Things were kind of falling apart. They were like, you know what? We can maybe start to rebuild things. Though this only lasted for, like, 100 years or so. And they didn't succeed in rebuilding anything. <laughs> right. And, like, one of the things I think, real quick, just as, like, a side note on this, that I think is the most interesting part about that entire ritual is that they would have to swim to get the egg without being eaten by a shark. That's a specific point to put in because I feel like someone got eaten by a shark. Well, that they, that's what they is, said. Is that a lot of them did get eaten by sharks. That's not fun. That yeah. means I don't want to swim in the island area. Yeah. Around that. There. So but, it, it, it is very confusing to me because they have this whole detailed story, but, I mean, we can't decipher their writings. So... And it doesn't say it was written down somewhere, and so we figured it out, or so whatever. Most likely it was probably written down by the missionaries. Missionaries oftentimes would write about the rituals that they would find um, with natives to wherever they were being sent. Uh, however, what I would like to say about the Birdman is that the carvings are actually thought to be of the aliens when they came back. Oh, some more aliens. Yes. So the Birdman I do know enough about to say that the ancient astronaut theorists... I should just oh, you got it right. like a thing that I can put in there. No, do not. Um, <laughs> uh, they 
think that the Birdman was a returned alien who then caused the more modern version of their religion, and that's what they then celebrated. However, to me, what that looks like then, if that's true, then the aliens came down and they just created like an Olympic sport to watch these humans run <laughs> like, instead of creating statues. They're like, you've got over 100 of them. 150, over 150. Yeah. Uh, you can stop. There are none other than the one that's carved with the bird person in this area, which is why people think that they were moving on from the other stone carvings, um, because none were made after this either. Right. So this was the end of making the giant face structures. The, the story of the Birdman cult ends so abruptly because this is about the time that the missionaries came to the island and then they converted everybody to Christianity. We didn't really say it outright. Oh, yeah. And so um, well, that's also what I was going to talk about. So we have the Rongo Rongo writings. Uh, the missionaries destroyed them when they converted everybody to Christianity. So there's a whole bunch. They wrote them on all kinds of things. They wrote them on lots of oblong tablets. They wrote them on pieces of trees. They wrote them on tools and sticks. I mean, there was there's a lot of this writing all over the place. It's on stones, too. And they started by writing them on leaves, actually, with shark teeth. And then they moved on to using um, obsidian stones to carve. So these the petroglyphs are actually really interesting because they're always written in perfectly, like they draw lines for themselves. Like they make their own line paper basically on these tablets and they're all exactly the same width. So they're really even looking. And then I found out that they, I, I guess I can kind of see how they can figure this out, but you read it from the bottom left to right up. But every other line is upside down. So you have to read it like you, you have to turn the tablet clockwise to read it. So like you, you, you read it left to right on the bottom and then you flip it over and you read it left to right on the next line then you flip it over and yeah. So that's really interesting and it's really strange that they came up with this because they had no influence from outside places. So there's 67 tablets that correspond with the 67 Maori wisdoms. Uh, it is tradition, oral tradition, that the first king to arrive on Easter Island had these 67 tablets with the 67 wisdoms. However, it's thought now that most likely they were influenced by Spanish writing. Yeah, they like they the only idea with that is that they saw writings and they kind of tried to imitate it. But the theory with these is that these are just kind of pictures to convey something, but it doesn't actually connect to their language. So, what language does it connect to? We don't know. Aliens. That's what <laughs> it connects to. It's got to connect to aliens. I mean, that could go back to the Birdman again, like drawing that specific type of Creature and the Birdman is actually one of the petroglyphs in it. Could be why they ever got this language in the first place. And it appeared suddenly in the 1700s, which is why people think it was influenced by whatever European boat was there at the time, because um, that's about the time they started landing there. Uh, no one can translate any of these though. Um, and the problem is, all of these Europeans came in and started killing them off with disease and taking them as slaves. And then they discovered the tablets and was like, wow, cool. Maybe we could figure out who can read these. But nobody could read them at that time because there was like nobody left to read them. So they think that maybe the only people that could read or write them down were like the elders or people that were important. So the disease kind of just killed them off. And then also like Cam said earlier, um, when the Christians came and colonized and convert everybody to Christianity, they made them destroy as many tablets as they could find. So there's 27 tablets total left. Yeah. And none of them remain on Easter Island. Mm -hmm. Not a single one. Uh, and the ones that do remain are not in great shape either. So the tablets themselves are nearly gone. I mean, half of them are gone. 
But, I mean, going back into, like, the conspiracy side of this. So there's also a theory out there that says it's thought that maybe these writings come from, like, 10,000 years ago, which actually predates the island. And so this comes from one guy who doesn't really seem to be very credible, but he makes the connection that the, the writings at Go Gobekli Tepe in Turkey, which are about 12,000 years old, are really similar. So I, I guess there's a connection, maybe. That is about 10,000 years old. So yeah, so I mean, that's that's kind of like the bulk of the mythology in terms of like their beliefs and, you know, whether or not aliens were helping them or whether or not they were doing human genetic testing and things like that. It all just kind of goes into this idea of, you know, where did these people come from and what did they believe in and who possibly helped them make these different artifacts that they have. And it's all just this broad conspiracy because it connects to, you know, pl possibly places like Turkey where there's 12,000 year old uh, writings that look similar. Um, there's also resemblance to the Indus Valley petroglyphs in South Asia. So it also, you know, it bridges that gap of how far did these people travel to be able to show up on this one island where they ended up kind of living out the rest of their lives. Um, one of the other conspiracies, though, like one of the final ones is kind of how the population's, how the island's population kind of went away. We talked about it before. A lot of people think this is kind of a civilization that disappeared and they just weren't, you know, they weren't there by the time explorers showed up. Obviously, we know that's not true. In the 1700s, explorers showed up and there was a thriving population. And then as they showed up more frequently later, the population kind of dwindled. Um, but there is... Uh, there's different reasons why they might have disappeared. So there's the ancient alien thing of whether or not they were, you know, some of them were picked up from the island or if that's where some of the population went. Uh, I mean, if you go into, again, like the genetic DNA testing, then you could totally get into that area of, you know, like aliens, I guess, took crowds of them uh, at the end when they were being found by Europeans. I mean, I really don't know where that, where that would go. There wasn't a real explanation for it. I, you kind of just have to assume. So what the story they is that they just it. got abducted in theory. Yeah. The story is that they dwindled somehow from thousands to like 600 people and they got abducted by white people. Uh, but then there's another story by some of the explorers that say that there was a civil war that left 600 men and 30 women specifically which is another odd it's one very unbalanced it's very very unbalanced and also they didn't mention any children uh which i thought was odd so i guess all the children died in the civil war and then there's obviously the realistic perspective which is european show up and plague which is a possibility as well well there's also a theory like obviously they they deforested the island because there aren't any palm trees yet there aren't any palm trees left, but archaeologists have discovered remnants of tons of palm trees. And most of the island is just kind of dead grasslands. It's not dead, but it's just grasslands. Um, so the theory is that they farmed or cut down or even burnt all of the trees on the island, which then, without tree roots, then the island is more susceptible to erosion. And apparently it's really windy there, which would kill all of your crops and would not allow for things to regrow. Um, you mean I, there were no palm trees back when they first found it again, or? Who first found it? You mean there's no palm trees now, or back when the population started to decline? When the population started to decline. Oh, okay. 
they had destroyed all the palm trees. There's, there's some now, I think, there's right? There's full vegetation now. There's tons of palm, palm trees. trees though. There's tons of palm trees on the island. Yeah, so they, they almost completely like made that island's palm tree population extinct, um, which also provides a lot of the food with tree nuts and stuff. Um, anyway, they, they could have deforested the island maybe before even the European settlers came in, which some people think they were already dwindling in population before they were colonized. Um, it's again, like we mentioned earlier, people come in with new ideas all the time. So it's really hard to tell whether that's true or if the colonizers did it or what happened. There's also a really weird one that I found where there's evidence that one time the island was infested with rats, um, but they were Polynesian rats, which implies that maybe they brought them over when they first settled there and then somehow they... Uh, infested the island and they found that because archaeologists were you know kind of sifting through dirt like they usually do and checking layers and dating things and they found a whole layer that was just like full of rat bones which so obviously like they either killed or ate a lot of rats yeah or both and there was also a layer of a lot of charcoal which some of them think that maybe they were burning the trees or whatever um or maybe somebody set the island on fire that seems like more of a a better theory to me but i didn't see that anybody had even said anywhere that maybe there was a big fire on the island that killed a lot of the vegetation yeah i mean so if, for that to be underneath layers of erosion too you have to have hundreds of years for that to happen so most likely if they're finding layers of this these were the early settlers too i mean 1700 even was 300 years ago <laughs> Yeah, but if they're finding layers and like this is like underneath the rat bones and stuff like that, I mean, like, I think it went regular dirt, rat bones, charcoal. Right, so charcoal <laughs> would be the furthest down on that list, which means hundreds of years, probably before the 1700s. Yeah, I mean, like they had been there for a long ass time before Europeans finally showed up. But so there's there's a lot of theories as to what happened. Um, Honestly, as far as conclusions go, I guess, I think it was probably just the Europeans ruined everything like they usually do. Yeah, so with conclu with like our conclusions here and with kind of some more realistic stuff that we didn't talk about necessarily, uh, there are... There, there's a recent, it was either 2018 or 2019, uh, report that came from a New Zealand and U.S. research team on the island and what that report basically said is that the at least the purpose of the heads would have been most likely to mark areas that were more <laughs> they were filled with more resources uh essentially is what the statues were for so they were kind of marking areas uh where fresh water would have been this is an island that is i mean obviously you're so far away you're over a thousand miles away from any of the nearest islands so fresh water and you know, life-sustaining resources, they are going to be harder to come by. So you're going to mark those areas so that your fellow neighbors know where to go for the foreseeable future. So they think that these stone heads were consistently placed to kind of mark those areas. Uh, there is another theory that thinks that these were actually just maybe uh, important ancestors that they were trying to actually carve an imitation of. So then they put these up on the island to remember the ancestors. Uh, I think the the freshwater one works because one of the biggest things we mentioned earlier is all of the rocks are facing inward. 
and facing inward, those don't just look like any regular rock, whereas if you would face them outward, if you're looking for a place where fresh water would be, you're just gonna see a stone pillar. So if you turn it around, you'll see the face, uh, and possibly a painted face. We didn't go too far into that because there's not a lot on it, but there's also, oh, yeah, there's some they also painted some of them. Painted some of them red. Yeah, when they when they dug up the holes, uh, when they excavated some of the ones that are buried in the mounds, because not all of them were buried in the mounds, uh, some of them were placed on ahus, which are by the edges of the island. And they also built a giant platform to put some of them on, those are which the you ahus. can see yeah. pictures of. Yeah, those are called ahus. And uh, the, so those ones weren't buried, but the ones that were buried, there was some paint material, which most likely is the same type of paint that they used for their faces and things like that. But those are like the more realistic theories. Again, in terms of transport, though, we have the problem of nobody knows how they were transported. We know why they built them in the quarry. So this isn't a question of why were they, you know, why were they dragged so far in the first place? Like we know why they were because the best place to get the rock, the most easiest place, to, like the easiest place to carve them, was this volcanic quarry. Yeah, and this one's interesting too because there's things like, um, like Stonehenge. We don't know where they got the rocks necessarily. Like we have, we have ideas. I think they do know where they got the rocks, but it's from. But like it's a really, long really, really, away. really far away. Yeah. So like and. What else is there? I think the, didn't the pyramids, like the rocks for the pyramids also come from really far away? I don't know about that. I don't remember. I feel like that's true. But this one, for example, is actually pretty close, which seems to be an anomaly. Um, we can tell exactly where they came from. You can see basically the trail because there's also some that were just kind of left overturned and broken in some places too. So yeah. there's also a theory that they made roads Right, but and you can see where their their little journey. Like they start in the quarry, they drag them along, and then they set them up. Just for example, we're talking about a sixty three square mile island, uh, and them bringing those rocks. You know, like their their quarry is pretty close in terms of other civilizations, like we mentioned Stonehenge, which was actually one hundred and eighty miles they dragged those rocks, which is a whole another conspiracy. But in terms of this one, like you know, it's not it's not questionable. I mean, you have a quarry on the island; it's a small island anyway. So you use the most available resource, and there's also evidence to show that they're, sorry, ancient aliens theorists, but they're, uh, there is evidence that they used basalt tools, which is also volcanic rock. Yeah. Uh, so most likely they used tools of the same they rock were alien to also tools. carve the rocks they were carving. So they just that quarry was just an abundant resource for them so they would use it but i mean then you have to then bring them that's the biggest problem is just how and it's not that you couldn't take a hundred guys and maybe drag it every day and it would, it would take a while you have a couple hundred years to drag a couple hundred stones i mean i think so, the, i mentioned earlier the successful um successful air quotes attempt that they had in the 80s to move or 70s to move one um and they figured math-wise, they would probably, with 18 people, be able to move one of those stones about 300 feet a day. Which is, that actually sounds pretty good. That's more than I would assume. Yeah. And those are fucking huge. I mean, the, and there's going to be people, so one of the things that we didn't really bring up, again, this is not a history podcast. I know we've gone into a lot of history on this one because that's kind of where the conspiracy lies. But um, one of the biggest parts of this island is it's not like a lot of civilizations that we've found in the past where they are more 
what's the word? They're like bartering civilizations, right? Like you give to me, blah, blah, blah. I'll give you knowledge, blah, blah, blah. And this is not really one of those types of civilizations that we can find. In fact, it seems more like everyone that lived on the island, even when they were, you know, maybe 3,000 people, they all very much shared because you're on such a small platform together. You kind of have to, you live together. You don't really have a lot of room to move outside of that area. So everybody's sharing their resources, they're pulling their knowledge. And in terms of a whole civilization getting together to move a bunch of stones that they've made, regardless of how big, it isn't that unbelievable when they're all living there together anyway, and don't have much of a way to get away from the other people. So I thought that was kind of interesting because I think it does kind of explain like you get, you know, I mean, even a hundred people out of 3000 isn't a lot. It doesn't seem like to move a few stones. Yeah. Which is what some of the articles I brought up or I read brought up. Uh, I mean, again, that doesn't take away, I guess, necessarily from the ancient alien type thing. If they want to believe that they can. I mean, if you want to go that route, that side of the fence, we do it with Egypt and we've done it with multiple other civilizations, including Mesopotamia and Samaria. And I mean, it could be maybe, maybe aliens helped them. Don't think that's what I personally believe on this one. Uh, I think on this one, I honestly believe this is just a civilization that was more equipped to do this type of thing than we believe they were. And I think they proved that. That's usually how it is. Yeah. I mean, I think they proved that by the fact that there are monoliths sitting around the island in all different locations and that they would have had to do that one way or another. I think I think what we don't think about is I mean we literally never have a reason to use like mass manpower anymore. I mean we just invent machines to do it for us. So there's really no reason for us to know exactly how many men it takes to push a rock across an island because why the hell would we do that? So but I mean if you really think about it, if you get enough people pulling on a rock it's gonna move. So I think it just, it took probably a long time. It took probably a lot of people, but it's really the only way that we can figure out that they actually did it. I mean, like we said earlier, maybe they made the wheels out of wood, but it doesn't really seem viable for them to try and roll those giant things across the island and up hills and down hills and over the ocean and God knows what else. I mean, it still doesn't seem completely viable that they would have- I guess if they made roads, maybe. Pulled them up the hill either though, which is, I mean, that's why this is a conspiracy, though. It's hard to say. I mean... And then, like, what's the deal with the writing? I mean, it just kind of suddenly appeared, and we don't know why. It's not very detailed, and it doesn't really seem to be connected to any, like... It doesn't seem to be linguistic. Yeah. So... And then there's also this weird Birdman thing. It could definitely be aliens. If you look up... If you look up the Birdman cult, there's this weird drawing that somebody did of the Birdman, and it's like fanfic-esque. <laughs> it's really creepy. Yeah, and it's, um, Rapa Nui is still kind of home to the Birdman cult at this point. Still a thing? Yeah. Do they still jump down the mountain and I think they do just like little celebrations about it. I don't know exactly how it works, but there are still, there's still quite a bit of modern information about it as well. I have a feeling it's more just a celebration of traditions than anything else, but it's hard to find. But I mean, you can let us know that as well. Like, if you know more about it, I am curious about the Birdman cult. It's hard to find full information on Tagata Manu, but it's... It, like I said, it just seems like 
they got a story somewhere from something and I can't really find the origin of where people found the story of this ritual because it's not really clear if they wrote it down or like Cam said, if the missionaries wrote it down and then it was just kind of passed along. But I mean, the little Birdman, uh, what is it called? Pictograph is kind of everywhere on that one crater. Yeah. Which seems to me to be the only thing that they connect to the Birdman. So I don't know how you got a whole ritual out of it. Anyway. If you can tell us why, please do, because I'm confused. There's probably more missing, like we said. Uh, another part of the conspiracy here is the fact that, obviously, missionaries come in and they destroy things, so then we lose history. Especially since the Spanish showed up here and they are notoriously bad for lying about their history. Yeah, if you're listening to this from the 1700s, uh, stop. Please. <laughs> what? For the love of God and gods, please stop destroying... Everything. <laughs> what will be historical relics. Please stop destroying everything. Uh, probably can't hear me though unless you're catching radio waves from back then anyway i think i was trying to say what i believe and oh, yeah. i kind of didn't <laughs> i already did though i mean i'm sure there's a there's a way there's a will there's a way for these people to do it but it is weird yeah i mean i i mean i already said that i think i think that the biggest the easiest thing here is this one kind of goes into occam's razor which is like the simplest idea is probably the one that happened, oh. which is which means that most likely a bunch of people that were very resourceful created statues for the exact reason we don't know why. They may have, might have done it for resources, but they then dragged them all around the island. Yeah. So I think there's a good chance. Was it difficult? Yeah, most likely. But they did it anyway. But again, let us know what you think. Let us know if you know anything else about Easter Island. Let us know if you've been to Easter Island, because I personally have not and I would love to go. But also follow us How on our social there? medias. Do they fly you there? Is uh, there an yeah, there's an airport. I saw a picture. I saw a picture that showed an airport. So if there's not one, let me know that I'm wrong. But uh, that's on their website. But I can't imagine getting on a boat for 1,100 miles. Oh, that'd be fun though. That I would totally terrible. do that. Uh, but anyway, follow us on our social media so you can let us know those things. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are not on Instagram for some reason. I don't know why yet. We have a bunch of pictures of Barb though. So if you ever look at our episodes. Burb gets a new outfit or a new atmosphere every single episode. Uh, so let you us know. You haven't noticed you've been doing this podcast wrong. Really though. So if you uh, so if you notice that now, let us know what you think about that. Let us know how we're doing in general. Give us that rating. Give us that review. Cam has a lot of questions. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember to stay stitches as always, and goodbye. Conspiracy goodbye. <laughs>